You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Andre Ebron, for the Drawing Board Podcast, where we talk about family, ministry, community, relationships, and career. Uh, this is our special Thanksgiving episode where I have three of the most important people to me in my entire life. They are the only three people that can say that they have the same address that I do. Uh, my beautiful okay. wife, Shalisa Ebron. Hello. Uh, please welcome her to the show. Uh, my amazing son, who's a character, he's here, uh, Andre Ebron II. Hi. All right. And my daughter, Christian Ebron, who I love so much. Say hello to the people, Christian. Hello. All right, great. So tonight we are talking about gratitude, what we're thankful for, uh, what we're appreciative for. We know Thanksgiving is coming up, and I'm sure that you all have already made your trips to the store or you're making your trips to the store or you're making your list for someone else to go to the store, but you're getting ready in some way, shape, form, or fashion to partake of a great meal with family to talk about what you're grateful for. In this moment, I just want to shout out Dawson Elementary Middle School, who partnered with LAHC with Healthy Living. Uh, we gave away over 46 turkeys and fixings at our school to some of our families. So I want to shout out the school leader there, uh, Mr. Curtis Brown, the uh, vice principal there, Mrs. Kimberly Dawkins, and I happen to serve as the Dean of Culture and Climate there. So to all of the Dawson family, shout out, much love to you all. We appreciate, we love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I know, and the views that are expressed on this show, I must express, do not reflect uh, that of my employer, uh, D, uh, DPSCD, or I'm talking about my wife. She works at Distinctive College Prep. I know you all did some awesome things over this Thanksgiving holiday as well. Uh, yes, we did. And I am repping my DCPHW, DCP Harper Woods, because we do have two locations now, one in Harper Woods and one in Redford. And I also want to give a shout out to my principal. Today is her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Principal Cassie Williams. DJ Cassie. <laughs> DJ Cassie. Happy birthday. <laughs> and um, we have an awesome school on the um, southeastern part of Michigan in Harper Woods, and I am happy to be an instructional coach there. We have an awesome staff. We have uh, several staff birthdays, so I also want to give a shout-out to Melissa Ludeke. Ludeke. Um, happy birthday. Who is one of our um, instructional staff who also has a birthday today. All right, so, yeah, we got those shout-outs. <clears throat> we got those in today. And the way that I actually want to start the show uh, today is I want to start the show with uh, my devotional that I read this morning, and it's called Simple Folks Like Us. And the scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, and it says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. It also goes on to say, Does God use simple folks like us to change the world? We suffer from such ordinariness. The fellow to my right snoozes with his mouth open. 
The gray-haired woman next to him wears earphones and bobs her head from side to side. I think I hear Frank Sinatra. They don't wear halos or wings. And and excluding the reflection off the man's bald spot, they don't emit any light. Most of us don't. We are Joe Pot Roast, common folk. We sit in bleachers, eat at diners, change diapers, and wear our favorite team's ball cap. Fans don't wave when we pass. Servants don't scurry when we come home. Chauffeurs don't drive our cars. Butlers don't open our doors or draws our baths. Doormen don't greet us. And security doesn't protect us. We, like the Jerusalem disciples, are regular folk. Does God use common Joes, common folk? Look at some of the Joes and Josephines God has used. A common fisherman who became the rock of his church, Peter. A shepherd boy God chose as a king, David. And whispered about woman, excuse me, and that whispered about woman at the well. She brought the whole town to Jesus. Yes, God still uses simple folks just like you and just like me. And so I wanted to bring my family because a lot of times uh, I want you to know Andre Ebron at his best uh, is demonstrated through my family. And uh, when you think about some of the things that God has blessed me to accomplish and some of the lives that I have been able to, uh, God has interwoven uh, my experience with their experience and we were doing life together, whether to overcome challenges or to help a business level up or to help schools get climate and culture together. Like for me, uh, the greatest lives that I'll ever impact are the lives of the people who live in my home because they know who you are for real, for real. As the kids would tell me, you know, Mr. E. Brown, for real, for real. Or, you know, you tripping, tripping. You know how they <laughs> always, you got to say it twice now. I understand that. So uh, I just want to talk about, like, when it comes down to God using you, you just have to be available. Uh, three things my pastor tells me that you have to be. And shout out to the baddest pastor in the land. I say my pastor, your pastor, the world's pastor, Chief Apostle Dr. Carol Lee Dixon. So to be a leader... Uh, and all of us are, are leaders in some respect, even if you're leading the decisions in your own life, uh, you have to be available, you have to be responsible, and you must be accountable. So those are the three things you must be to be a leader. You must be available, you must be responsible, and you must be accountable in all of your actions. So those are the three things. If you're looking to change or transform somebody's life, if you're looking for a level of consistency, like those are the three things, the three measures that you need to look at. Like, am I available uh, for the lives of the people who say who I say I want to impact? I say it all the time. I hear people, they get in these meetings and they say, you know, I want to impact the youth of the city of Detroit. And my first question is, what school have you volunteered at? Because that's where the youth are. Uh, we're looking to, I know some people, oh, I want to get the youth from the street. Yeah, well, the youth from the street, the majority of them are coming into a school. Uh, or what church have you volunteered at? Because children are going there as well. And before you send your counter argument to say that people aren't coming to churches, some of the most thriving churches in the city, they have a great youth ministry. So I'll go ahead and shout out my church, Kano's International Church, 6650 West Fort Street. Shout it out. We right down the street, about six blocks west of the main post office. And uh, we want you to come and visit. Bring your children. We have an awesome uh, children's ministry. Let's talk about it. Christian, what are some of the things that you do at church? What are some of the uh, auxiliaries and uh, events that we have at church that you have enjoyed? 
Um, we have dance groups. Okay. What are some of the names of the dance groups? The Cherubs, the Kingdom Dancers, the Shekinah Glory Dancers. Okay, and you have been what a cherub, and now you are a part of? Shekinah Glory Dancers. The Shekinah Glory Dancers. And what's interesting about that, Shalisa, you at one time were a Shekinah Glory Dancer, right? Yes, I was. All right, and you helped to direct those teams and things like that and over worship arts. And shout out to missionary Shalette Smiley, who works with the youth at Kano's International Church. Yes. All right, and so... Christian, when you are up there dancing and you're praising God like you were, uh, that last song, and Andre, you just joined the Glory Dancers, didn't you? Yeah. All right. What was the name of the song you all just ministered to? For My Good. For My Good. You know, Christian, do you want to sing a little bit of that? No, I'm, <laughs> oh, jo- wow. I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I had to put her on the spot. She she wasn't going to sing, but the song says it's for my good. And it's, it comes from Romans 8 and 28, Romans 8 and 28, which says all things work together for the good of those. Uh, no. Yeah. All things, all those, all things work together for the good of those who are, are called according to his purpose. And so we know that it's going to all work together for our good. And I'm going to give you because I'm one of those people who have to say it exactly how it is written. I'm While he's doing that, I did want to talk about and encourage um, the parents out there to get your children involved in youth ministries and um, doing something positive um, in their community and in their church. Because if you get them involved at a young age, then they're more likely to stay involved in ministry. I know that it has definitely been a blessing to our children, um, brought them out of their shells. Um, They're totally different kids at church sometimes, even than they are when they're at their schools and things. So um, I thank God for our ministry and um, how they always have something for the youth to do. Absolutely. So the scripture says this. It says, and we know, or for we know, that all things work together for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. I wanted to get it right. Make sure you check it out. Romans 8 and 28. Now, guys, you all, we all are actually, it's a great thing that we are a household of educators mm-hmm. because the whole house is on break right now. Thanksgiving break. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So Andre and Christian. What do you all, uh, it's to you, Dre. How you feel about being on break, man? I'm just ready to get a break from school. I had too much homework. I'm ready to chill. You're ready to chill? Okay. How are you, now, this is your sixth grade year. You're in sixth grade this year. Yeah. All right, switching classes, learning a lot of new stuff. How's that going for you? It's going good. Okay. I had a 3.5 GPA first quarter. 3.5 GPA first quarter. Shout Woo-hoo. out. Let's yes, go. Andre. Excited for you, sir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and... Let's talk. What's some of the good things that you like about school, though? Some of the things you enjoy about school. My teachers. Your teachers? Okay. You want to shout them out? Who who are who's your favorite teacher? I can't say that. You can't <laughs> shout them out. Okay. Shout out to Parcells, the teachers over there. Excellent leadership at that school. Christian, now you're you you are excited to be on break, or or are you? Or I'm not sure. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. All right, cool. This is for Christian now, not you, Andre. All right. Oh, yeah, I love you, but give me just a second to talk to Christian. So, uh, Christian, what are some of the things that you enjoy at school? The the learning. The learning. 
Yeah, I was talking to one of your teachers, and they said, the word that Christian uses to describe herself is serious. <laughs> they did say that. They said, she says that she's serious. <laughs> Christian, would you say that you're serious? At school. At school? All right, so in our conversations at home, you tell me, Dad, it's a time and place for everything. And at school, it's not the time to try to make friends and do all this socializing. It's time to handle business. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, talk to me. Like, where did you get that kind of thinking from? Like, where did that come from? Because I have to focus on my work. Okay. Is and that? Go ahead, Shalee. She definitely does uh, take school very seriously. And her academics reflected. Christian, what was your GPA? 4.2. Oh, 4.2 on a four-point <laughs> scale. Let's go. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and I have to say, Christian, uh, just as your dad, and we're your dad and mom sitting here. Like a lot of that just comes directly from you. Like you are so self-disciplined, and you have your schedule set up. You have your goals posted on your wall, mm-hmm. and uh, you're very clear about what it is that you want to accomplish. I, I like to think that you know we had some influence there, but uh, <laughs> it's really a lot of the things like you have that intrinsic motivation where you want to do well, like. When, can you remember the first time that you just were determined, like, I'm going to get this A? Like, this has to happen. Well, it wasn't really the grades at the first time. It was when, like, you guys were uh, telling us to set goals. So then I kind of set goals for school and for other things. Okay, and you set that goal and you stuck to it. And you have, you've had, I can't remember a time where you've had a B. Uh, but you've had all A's. I remember one teacher tried to give you uh, a B, talking about this will give her something to work toward. And you know, mom called me in on the heavy. We had to go. We had to go visit the teacher. You know, sometimes some of the worst parents to have as an educator is an educator. Yes. You know, uh, Andre in fifth grade. Um, well, one of the things on your report, Dre, was excessive socialization. Like I have no idea I where you would where, where you would that get that from. from. Excessive socialization. I mean, me, myself, I'm an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's let's talk about it, Dre, because one of the things as your dad is I never want to quench your gift or, like, set it up where I'm always telling you to be quiet because I want you to know that your voice has power. But in the classroom, when the teacher's teaching, it's probably not the best time to be cracking a joke. What do you think? I mean, it wasn't really my fault. I just, I just, I'm thinking. I'm just, I was just being me at that time. Okay, well, being you at that time. So let's talk about in that context that you should have been a student <laughs> listening. <laughs> yes. uh, but like when you're at the playground or uh, when you're at church with your friends, lunchroom, lunchroom, like those are all good times to talk. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just because we're on the radio, uh, don't think this. Like, yeah, it's going to fly. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, you know me. You. Absolutely. So when I ask you a question, it's either what? Yes. Yes or? No. 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 Okay. All right. So <laughs> just a little bit of redirection there right on the radio. <laughs> um, but, Dre, one of the things that I, I love, even on our way here, uh, we did have this. I intended on doing like a Thanksgiving wrap-up next week. Um, but, unfortunately, one of our guests, 
and you all please send prayers out to their family. Uh, they had a, an emergency come up, so they weren't able to make it. So I called on the Ebron crew, and I was like, yo, I need you to come on to the show today. Uh, this is what we're going to talk about. And I asked this guy in the car, Andre, <laughs> I asked him, I said, hey, man, do you have any specific questions that you want me to ask? And his reply to me was, uh, excuse me, I, was just, I wasn't notified until 4.30. <laughs> So, so now that he has been notified, he wasn't notified until four thirty. I don't have any questions. I don't have any. He said I was notified in advance, right? My schedule. And one thing, one thing, Dre, man, is that you you always find a way to make us laugh. For sure, you know, um, you you are man so sensitive at heart that you find people who are feeling a certain way. And you always show love to them. And I'll never forget the time. It has been several times, but he has a heart for the vagrant, the truly vagrant. And I had to help him discern between those who are panhandling and those who are truly vagrant. So we're riding down the street, and this guy was standing on the corner, and he got a little indignant. He was like, Dad, are you really not going to give this guy some money because he's standing on the corner? It's cold outside. He may not have anything to eat. We got to get this guy some you know, and I told him, uh, I said, in that case, I said, Andre, listen, I've watched this guy for a long time. And this guy right here is not truly vagrant. I've watched him come and go. I watched, you know, how he operates. Uh, he is just out here asking for money. But then other times he's seen where we actually have given people, uh, well, not money, because, you know, I don't give money. But I will buy them something to eat or uh, get them something to drink. Let's talk about that, Dre. Like, how do you feel about when you see the people who may, you know, have less than you or less fortunate than you? What what goes through your mind? I mean, like, like it made me think, like, man, I wish I had the money to buy this person a house. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so buying them a house or being able to buy them. And I know you feel kind of sensitive about it, so we won't talk a lot about it because I know it comes directly from your heart, you know. But it, it's... uh. It's really good uh, when I see that. And Christian, you are awesome at that, too. Uh, in our family, Christian is the one who has a very strong, strong gift of discernment and comfort. You could be feeling horrible in some way. Christian will find you no matter where you are in the house and give you, and a, give hug. you a hug. And an encouraging and an word. An encouraging <laughs> word. She will. And she and I were talking about like her <laughs> gifts because one thing I believe and I'm, what I'm very thankful for is being under a ministry where our the gifts of our children are being cultivated. Mm -hmm. Like one of the things that it's not just one of those cookie cutter things like it's individual to each child. Uh, at our church, our ministry, we have young people who are now have gone off to college who other school systems had said that this child can't learn. Uh, this child had been labeled and the administrator of our church worked with that child got them together. They started excelling, doing well. They're off in college, you know, uh, getting ready to graduate in a year or two. It's just that environment that's produced at our church that shows so much love. So Christian and I were talking about her giftings. And I sit down with my kids and my wife. We sit down and talk about what they're good at because I believe firmly, uh, I'm not sure if you all uh, had that experience, but a lot of times we're pushed to pursue things that we're not necessarily gifted at mm -hmm. as opposed to working diligently to develop the gift, hone and sharpen our gift 
Because clearly the word says our gift will bring us before great men. Mm -hmm. And our gift will open these doors. And our preparation, our tenacity, our dedication, our character is what will sustain us in those places. So Christian says to me, I said, baby, you have such a gift of compassion. And she said to me, Dad, I just thought I had a high empathetic threshold. You know? (laughs) Do you remember that, Christian? Yes. You do? All right. Am I telling the business? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what if your dad is a preacher or in ministry or has a podcast, <laughs> that's, what, that's what they're going to do. Uh, you always end up in the examples. You always end up, um, you know, in whatever story it is that I'm telling. And the reason is because when I'm sharing with other people, I don't want to share them from a perspective of my pastor always says this. And I bring my pastor up a lot because. I've gleaned and learned so much. I never, ever talk about a topic from a position of theory, but always talk about it from a position of practice. Uh, simply, you got to be able to be practicing what it is that you're preaching or be able to show some proof positive of what it is that you're teaching because people will hear what you say, but they're only going to follow what it is that you do. All right. So let's talk about this today. Christian, what are you thankful for? And Shalisa, feel free to jump in, cut me off, interrupt me. You you know how to do that. Definitely. <laughs> Expert. Expert at the cutoff. <laughs> All right, Christian, what are you what are you good at? Thank I mean, what are you thankful for? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What are you thankful for? My family. Your family? Okay. Do you remember that prayer we used to pray uh when you were little? God bless. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> It went on for hours. It went on. Christian used to pray. Oh, for my. everybody. For everybody. I think she laid hands on everybody <laughs> in the house. And she's such a good big sister. Uh, I was cracking jokes with my son. I know he's going to probably crack one back. But the Lord had blessed my son with this size head from birth. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> from birth. Oh. All right. This is all bad. And, you know, he would crack a joke on me, too. This is what we do. Like, if you have, if you're very sensitive and you're feeling you and your feelings all the time, you cannot be a part of this family. We crack jokes. We crack jokes on each other. Mm -hmm. If you trip and fall, we want to make sure you're not hurt. And then we're going to laugh afterwards, you know. And it's not funny that you fail, but it is funny the way that you fail. So, uh, Christian would go, and God bless mommy, daddy. Christian, oh, I'm Christian, me, Andre, <laughs> Grandma, Papa, Nana, uh, all the aunties, Gram- huh? Auntie Naya, Auntie Lexi, Auntie Brittany. She used to do it in order of age. She I did. She counted it down. And then they had my, my in-laws, uh, God bless them, Andrew and Stephanie Baker, uh, they had like the zoo at their house. Mm-hmm. So Every they had family. like two pheasants, a rabbit, Ferret, two dogs. Two fa- I'm sorry, two ferrets. Pheasants are birds. Yeah, pheasants are birds. Yeah. We don't want to talk about the birds, okay? <laughs> Maybe we will talk about that. But oh, no. Yeah, okay. No. no, we won't talk about the birds. No. I don't care about the story. Now, I, it was, now listen, swans do attack. I don't want, uh, listen, swans. Please. No. Yeah, swans attack. But anyway, oh, she, would, wow. yeah, she, would, she would bless everybody. And, of course, in our house, you know, we anoint, we have holy oil where we lay hands uh, and believe that is a point of contact uh, as we praise, worship, activate things in our life through the Holy Spirit. So, Dre, what are you thankful for? Thankful for life. Thankful for life? Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Amazing. 
My hot smoking wife. Stop. Yes. <laughs> yes, beauty is her name. Okay. All right, got a little bit of Drew Hill on you there. All right. Stop. What are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for a lot of things. I am uh, thankful for the opportunities that I've had so far in my life. I am thankful that uh, God has blessed me with an awesome family. Um, I am thankful that we just have such a large um, base of family and friends that support us and love us and that we can be ourselves with. And um, that's just a blessing because a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have um, people that they can call on. A lot of people don't have like um, an awesome church and an awesome church family that will hold them up and lift them up in prayer and resources, you know. So it's just a blessing to um, have a family and raise children where they grow up with their grandparents. Um, They have grandparents on both sides. So all of that is just a blessing. And um, I'm thankful this time of year, especially when I reflect on those things. Amazing. Amazing. I'm thankful for a lot of the same things that you are. Uh, Of course, my in-studio family here that are here, excuse me, that are here with me, uh, having an amazing wife. Uh, we just celebrated our first date anniversary, uh, our first date anniversary, 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 yes, our anniversary, yes, uh, was 16 years on 1116. So we have been together 16 years. Mm-hmm. I remember when I took you on our first date. Mm. You know, wow, it was amazing. You know, I knew I just I had you wowed from hello. Oh, no, yes. let me quit playing. I was joking. But uh, my goddad always preached that you have to pull out all of the stops when you meet the one. And I definitely grateful to God uh, that you are the one. So much of my life uh, began to make sense, even over the years in my relationship with you. Uh, there's so much. I, I do believe this. I believe you learn so much about yourself in marriage. Absolutely. And I think and you may learn a lot about the other person, but there is so much of yourself that you learn about in the context of marriage. You do. It gets revealed. It gets revealed. <laughs> it does. Things it gets you re- didn't know. Like, things what? you didn't know. Like, no, I'm not that way. No. Yes. Yes, I am. You are that way. You know? <laughs> so um, just thankful for our marriage. Thankful for uh, clearly this son of mine who's waiting for me to mention his name. Um, yeah, little Dre, or better known as as he told one young lady who said, "Oh, so it's Big Dre and Little Dre." He said, "No, it's Big Dre and Bigger Dre." <laughs> so, he did say he that. Did say that. So, so uh, for Big Dre, uh, I'm thankful for him uh, just because I get a chance to see a lot of my like quirky characteristics or as as my pastor would say it the boy just like you you just saved now (laughs) and so uh very thankful uh for my son and my daughter who is wise beyond her years uh but she also is i know she's sitting over here you guys are watching this show and she's she's just so just so prim and proper and no we will bust out with a dance move in the middle of the uh while we're watching tv just a dance move or we get in the car and we're listening to um 
you know, that New Jersey mix of any popular song. And she's in the backseat just getting it. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, oh. Yeah, I thought I told you that we won't stop, you know. So we we have a lot of fun. And one of the things, I say this for you all transparently that are watching. Um, I grew up and I wasn't fortunate enough to know my grandfather or my grandmother uh, on both sides. On my mother's side, my grandmother and my grandma, grandfather were deceased when I was born. And then on my dad's side, because I didn't have a relationship with that side of my family, I never really got a chance to know them. So when I married uh, into married Shalisa and married that family, thank God for awesome in-laws. Uh, my father-in-law, who will always call me little boy Hootie forever. I, forever. I don't know where that name came from. It came behind your back. That's yeah, it it, he did. He used to always smile in my face and call <laughs> me little boy Hootie behind my back. Yes, he did. And so, and my mother-in-law who we have these intense debates. Like, it's part of our love language. We have, it is part of our love. This is how we how we love each other. Like, we, everything is going good. And then around this time of year, maybe like quarterly, we have to have an intense disagreement. And we sit and we talk about, she say, no, you're wrong, Andre. I said, oh, no, this is what, you know, but that's part of how we love each other. And then we sit down and we talk and laugh and all of those things. And I have that relationship with my in-laws. And then, oh, my heart, you know, uh, my heart, Teal, which is Shalisa's grandmother, my kid's great-grandmother. Uh, I love her to life, and I put in her screen windows and uh, her other things every season that change. And she'll say, uh, boy, come over here and change these windows for me. Mm-hmm. Or she'll say, oh, you're campaigning. Oh, you talk a lot of stuff. Andre so, stays on the campaign. I stay on a campaign. And she told me one day I'm going to get elected, which means one day she's going to put her hands on me and have to knock me out. So uh, we have a lot of fun in my family. And, uh, you know, one thing I got was and then let's not forget Grandpa Willie. Now, yes. Grandpa Willie is a character. Mm-hmm. He is a character. He loves the Lord. Uh, we can sit and talk scripture and be able to break down the text and talk about, you know, his service to the Lord over these number of years. And then we can just shoot the breeze and talk about fishing and talk about what it is to be a man. Yeah, so make some really good bacon sandwiches. <laughs> okay, yes. Grandpa Willie makes some really good bacon sandwiches. All right. Uh, just this, that family. And she, uh, Shalisa has a host of aunts who have just welcomed me in. Uh, my family down in Atlanta. Uh, my cousin Darius, which is really her cousin, but he and I communicate more than they communicate. So I love you, D. Uh, creative Minds down out of Atlanta. If you need anything done, I'm shouting them out. Uh, they have they do websites, logos, um, brand ambassadors. Uh, they can help you out with anything to get from a startup business to a well-established business. He's an international businessman. Shout out, D. Uh, appreciate you, sir. And uh, to all of my family, I just love everybody. Andre Ebron, at the core of who I am, is a family man. Uh, To my sister, Alexis, uh, who is getting ready to have our second niece or nephew. The baby's on the way. The baby is on the way. We're praying for a boy. We are praying for a boy, but in my spirit, I I believe there's going to be another girl. So Either way. Yeah, just ten fingers, ten toes. Active and creative mind. We just want a healthy baby. Yes. Uh, to my mama, shout out my mama, you know, uh, who is just amazing and awesome. She always sends me little text messages to encourage me and to think about some of the things that she's experiencing and going through. 
uh, battling and she's knocking MS out left, right, up and down. So continue to keep my mom in your prayers. Uh, but we are definitely. Jeremy and Jackie are watching too. Oh, Jeremy and Jackie. Okay. Listen, hands down, <laughs> hands down. Uh, my man, Jeremy Mitchell, who is really my great cousin, but we are more <clears throat> like brothers. I mean, I can call this guy at 3 a.m. in the morning knowing he might have to be at work at 6 or maybe just got off work from another job or doing things, and he will pick up that phone. So when I talk about my brother, that is my guy. And to his wife, uh, you know, just the same way we love him, we love you. I always love my debates with Jackie. Like, we oh, we have some very intense debates. I don't like to debate online just because, you know, but I love we can definitely have a phone call. Jackie. Schedule the next debate. It's going down. <laughs> and I took all of that time. Like I said, I do not know where Andre gets Andre the second or Big Andre. Uh, I do not. I don't know where he gets the excessive socialization. But I said all that to say that I'm thankful. And uh, as much time as I took to really just say, and I didn't even think. I'm not talking about thankful for. Uh, my ministry family at Kano's, my Kano's family, who will not just hold you up in prayer, but will hold you down if you need something. So I want to make sure that I acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. I tell you to the baddest pastor in the land, Chief Apostle Dr. Carolee Dixon, very thankful for them. Uh, to my Cathedral of Praise International family in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, Apostle Dr. Oscar J. Dowdell Underwood Jr., I love him. It's my goddad. Continue to pray for me. And uh, look out for me. All of my Cornerstone family back in Indiana, love you all. And uh, I just have so many people who have been in my corner and just encouraging me uh, to continue the fight. So I'm very thankful for all of you all. Now let's talk. Let's talk about some family stuff. Let's let's get into it. I know the people are are excited. Oh, Christian is like, oh my God, what is my dad getting ready to say? <laughs> but let's talk about it. Uh, what do you love most about family? Anybody can jump in. Christian, Shalisa, Andre. Definitely the jokes we crack. The jokes we crack? What about the all-out dance battles we have, Andre? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we have some serious, some secret family videos of them doing all kind of challenges uh, in any place. Like, it could be literally anywhere. Um, I know everybody sees Andre in his professional light and like, oh, that's Andre. But this guy right here will, like, dance battle at the stoplight. Like, (laughs) hands down, he is a dancer first. (laughs) Hands down. And if you're from Fort Wayne, you already know about this. Like, there are are some videos that will forever remain in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yes. But I I love to dance. I've been dancing since uh, a little guy. I remember uh, before uh, my cousin was down in Notre Dame. And this is when uh, biker shorts and fishnet football jerseys, they were a thing. Don't Listen, I know if you were in that age group, don't act like you didn't have some. I had a pair of black and yellow uh, biker shorts with a, uh, it was like a yellow and like gradation, like it faded out. Like football fishnet jersey, you put on an A shirt underneath it. And all you do is you're hitting all the new dance moves, right? So I go down there. 
And the college kids, now I'm five years old. The college kids, I mean, they're hitting it. They're doing the Michelle Lay, the Heavy D. They're doing um, the Running Man. So that is the, let's talk about the real Running Man, okay? The, the real, real Running, running man. man. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the other one is. I know how to do it, though, but it's not the real Running Man. Andre and Christian may, you know, disagree, but, you know. The well, real- I don't know. Our kids are kind of old school. They, they are old school. school. They like old school music. And yeah, Christian was in the in the kitchen this morning getting ready, singing uh, Mariah Carey. What song was that you were singing? <laughs> what song was that, Christian? Come on, let's get a piece of it. Go ahead. Let me hear it. I'm joking. You don't have she, to sing it. You're not going to sing title. it. What song was it? You don't remember? No. Okay, she doesn't remember. Listen, my baby knows all of those. Uh, the SWV. Old if I'm listening to something, she'll say, Mom, who is that? Or she is shazamming it or whatever she does <laughs> to, to figure out what the uh, title and the uh, Dad, artist is. That like, she literally goes on Snapchat and holds it. Yeah. And it sees who the song is. Like, she, she does, does that all the time. But that's right. That's a girl after my own heart because I did that. As I grew up, oh, I listened Lord. to all of the old school things. My grandmother only kept it on one radio station. Yeah. 104.3. And all they w- did was play songs from... The, listen, all of the oldies like hey, Motown. You know, you know and, that country music too. You yes, start, I do know some country yeah, music see, as well. Yeah, you have a very eclectic vibe. I do, yeah. like Christian. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I vibe with some of the country, but you know, like my my wife loves uh, free worship. Uh, you know, like the uh, was it Lakewood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of those songs are really awesome. I enjoy them. Um, you know, but she went to Spring Arbor, so I always do my Spring S-A-U. Arbor. I do my Spring Arbor impression. So if you can get the imagery for me, somebody sitting on a stool, right? You know, they're sitting on the stool with a guitar, an, an acoustic guitar, okay? Yes. And they're like, "Listen, today we're we're going to worship the Lord." <laughs> you know, how many people know that Jesus is awesome? And then they, you know, start the beat on the guitar, and you know, and so then they start playing. They say, "Now listen." Take your time right now. Just lift your hands right now. <laughs> loved and, it. Loved every listen, minute and, of it. And so I, I do. I, I grew up, of course, uh, non-denominational with some Baptist and some Pentecostal roots. So you know that we worship a certain way. But the thing about our house, like you might come in and there's Lakewood playing out loud, and we're all walking around the house singing Lakewood, or you come in and. Uh, we're singing Israel and Newbury. Uh, you might come in and we're singing, uh, uh, Kiera Sheard, or you might come in. I'm trying to think of who some, who, uh, uh, Ja'Kalen Carr, uh, Hezekiah Walker. Now, I'll be honest. I love some of, now you can go get this double disc. You can still get it from Target. I looked, I saw it because my other one was scratched up, but I just don't own a CD player anymore. All of the old hymns by Bishop G.E. Patterson. Now I love oh, all of those. Let me tell you. Now that when right I, there makes me tap out. I when mean, I, oh Lord. Yeah, when I get into my old school <laughs> kick, I will start singing uh Walk in the Light. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful light. Yeah. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. I cannot sing for real, but I'm singing anyways. Oh my. He is. The light of the world. <laughs> Jackie said three part harmony now. I'm telling you, three part <laughs> harmony. All right. And, um, you know, uh, we might be jamming some Ty Tribbett or uh, some Isaac Carey 
Or what's the name of that guy you really like? Uh, the guy that raps. What's his name? Lecrae. No, Lecrae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, what's the other guy that you and Brandon are going to do the song? D1. Oh, D1. Mm-hmm. So we listen to D1. Uh, now, I have not heard any country in the house. Uh, <laughs> let's just thank God for that, you know, right now. And then our daughter has that, like we said, that eclectic vibe, too. You might hear her uh, listening to music that is uh, Korean Rock music. Yes. Like MCR. Pop. Yes. Yeah, All of the the um Asian pop, I guess that's what it's called. Is that the genre, Christian? What, what is, is the it? genre? What was that, Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know well, how to speak that language. You, okay. I was just trying to make Oh, you were trying to okay. Oh, no, All right. Son. Yeah. Diverse. Christian, what is tones. that uh, okay, genre of what that is the genre music? called? K pop. K-pop. K-pop. Okay. Yeah, that Korean pop. Is that yeah. what it's called? Okay. So the so, only yeah. thing about that, Shalice, is I did have to tell her, because when we were talking about I said, what are they, now what are they saying? What are the A words? A lot of the songs, she looks up the lyrics first. Yeah, it was one song she was singing, and it just didn't hit my spirit right. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. I said, I said, now wait a minute, what are the, what are you singing? <laughs> and she was into it, too, hitting, hitting the notes. I said, now, what are they saying? Tell me. You, if you can tell me what the words are, you can keep singing it. If you don't know what the words are, and hey, we're going to stop singing that up in here. Because mm-hmm. I have no idea what the, what they what she was saying. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, let's let's talk about um, uh, with about 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, we talked about what we're grateful for. Uh, talked about some of just the funny stuff in our families. Uh, let's like what what positive message would you have? Uh, Christian, I'm going to start with you and we'll go around. I'll go last. Um, what is like a positive message if you had to tell somebody during this Thanksgiving holiday? Because not everybody is fortunate enough or blessed uh, like we are uh, for like you yourself. You have all of your grandparents, you know, still here and great grandparents still living. Um, but what, what message would you have uh, to say positively to the people? Excuse me. Okay. It's real in here. Yeah. What would you say, Christian? Um, spend time with your family. Spend time with your family? Okay. To whoever that is. To whoever that is. So this is a message from Christian Ebron. Look right in the camera right there. Take a look at him and tell him, say, spend time with your family. Tell him. <laughs> Go ahead. No, look, boldly. Take your finger and point at him and say, spend time with your family. Oh, wow. Go ahead. You can do it. All right. I'm not going to force her to do that. She doesn't want to do that. Thanks. Um, But, Christian, one of the things that you didn't know is one of our church members love her a lot. Not going to mention her name, but you can check out uh, her post. I read her post today, and she was talking about how, as a mom— uh, you know, making sure that you balance all of the things that you have to balance with. You're trying to provide a, a strong future for your, your children and your family. And you're trying to make sure that you continue to pursue your dreams, your hopes, your goals, you know, finishing degrees, finishing school, working a couple jobs so that you can, you know, really get it in and, you know, provide a better future for your children. But she was saying she had a conversation with one of her coworkers and her coworker has a very like a strange relationship with her child because while her child was growing up, she was doing all of those things. She was working, she was getting degrees, she was working one and two jobs, she was 
finishing master's degrees and all this other stuff, but she never spent that time with her family. And so she says that her daughter, you know, had a strong dislike for her. And when she talked to her daughter about, you know, like you, you, you got everything that you needed. You, you know, I made sure you never went without. Like if you asked for it, you got it. So all of the things that she was trying to provide and she was missing the bigger picture and the bigger picture was she just wanted to spend time with her family. So that was very good, Christian. Andre, what, what do you have to say positively to the people today? Um, mm, always be thankful because then you'll get something back for doing that. Always be thankful because you'll get something back for doing that. Explain. What do you mean by that? Like, if you always be thankful, maybe God might like, give you like another chance or something like that. Oh, so you're telling me that if I'm thankful for what I have, if I'm thankful for it, I'll say it in the scripture terms, if I'm thankful for the little, then God will make me ruler over much. Something like that? Yeah, that's like saying like, like say you made a mistake or something, and then, and then you, and then you always complaining about something, and then you just be thankful for what you got. Maybe you get something. Okay, good. That's great. Yeah, thankfulness or gratitude always increases your capacity to receive. So, Shalisa, what what do you have to say to the people? What would you say in this time? Um, I would just say to. Don't be afraid to like share your heart with people and don't keep it to yourself. Don't be lonely in silence. Share my okay, no, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I felt that. I felt that in my in my knowing. Go don't ahead. don't be um don't suffer in silence. Because like if you share your heart with others and share how you might be feeling, that might be an invitation. That might be Many people open up their homes and love to have people over and love to spend time with their friends and they just don't know and they don't want to invade on your time and they don't want, you know, but if you share your heart with them, um, I have people who I work with, people who I'm around all the time. If they hear someone talking about, you know, how they don't have a large family they invite people to spend time with them for the holidays. They invite people to do to come over to their house just to hang out, you know, after work or on the weekend. And I think that if you just share and don't keep it to yourself, don't suffer in silence that you don't know, you know, what may happen. You don't know who um, God may send to you. You don't know um who can be a blessing to you, but you just have to be willing to share. And then you have to be willing to say yes when you're asked to do something or when you're invited somewhere. Don't say no. Say yes. Go out. Get involved. You know, spend time. And another thing that you can do um, during the holidays is have that grateful and thankful spirit. There's always places that need volunteers. You know, spend your time with those that are even less fortunate than you are. There's all, no matter how you think, man, my life is, this is not going well. There's always someone that you're doing better than and that who has less than you. So I would say get out there, volunteer, and I'm always an advocate. Link up to a church family and you'll always have something to do around the holidays. Absolutely. There's always something uh, because life is about relationship. 
And a lot of times we have not because we ask them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're afraid to be vulnerable because really we're afraid that we're going to experience that rejection uh, either again or we're afraid to let somebody know where our true need is. And this is spoken by someone who had lived that way before. I would much rather, and I've heard so many people say this, uh, I would much rather go without than to have to ask anybody for anything. Well, here's the revelation. If God is going to bless you on this earth, he's going to bless you through someone. So life is about relationship. Mm-hmm. If you know, now you know you're hungry. You know that you don't just want to eat that Cornish hen and you don't <laughs> want to be out to eat, uh, you know, at a restaurant, unless that's what you enjoy. Um, you know, link up with somebody who you have relationship with, your your church family. Like my pastor uh, this year, our pastor, made sure that any family that needed a turkey uh, did not go without. And the one thing I love about our ministry is that it was not income-based. So there were no qualifications other than you having a need. If you came uh, and you had a need or you expressed a need, like we gave away all kind of baskets, you know, through our nonprofit Dunamis Community Development Corporation. So uh, it's amazing to have that connection in that family. Um, here's my word uh, going into uh, the thanks the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Um, my word is just like increase the gratitude um, and really take time to appreciate because on your worst day uh, it doesn't equal up to someone in life their their best day. And so while you think you might have it challenging or have it hard, I have several stories that I could share with you about uh, people who have it a lot more challenging than you. Uh, you think because uh, Uncle, Uncle Doo-Wop, you know, he's not making the trip uh, this year and he usually comes every year and you're disappointed and you can be disappointed. But le- at least thank God that you have an Uncle Doo-Wop mm-hmm. because there's somebody who does not have any family. Um if you say this year, hey, we're eating a whole turkey, I mean a whole chicken because we couldn't get the turkey, there's somebody who would love to grab one of those chicken legs because mm-hmm. they don't have anything to eat. Uh, that breeze is kind of cold outside, and you're saying, oh, and if you are like my mom's house, oh, Lord Jesus. Or if you are like a lot of you know older people's homes saunas. and the saunas, if it's hot and you walk in there and you start, you lose about 20 pounds, uh, but... Somebody would love to be inside of that heat, you know, because they're outside sleeping under a bridge. So the things that you are complaining about are actually blessings. So it says, you know, count your blessings one by one. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. Of course, I'm always going to point back to Scripture or the Word of God. And the Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I want to encourage you and let you know that God will perfect those things that are concerning you. It's time for us to level up. It's time for us to level up in our gratitude and our thanksgiving, Uh, even though you might be upset with your loved one. Because for families, trust me, I already know I have about 40 trips to make to Kroger or to Sam's Club between now and Thursday. I know this. Do I want to go? Absolutely not. But I am going to smile, look my beautiful wife in the eye. And get ready, because when I get back home from one trip, she's going to tell me what she forgot. Or she's going to text me, you know, when I'm already in the car on the way home, and I got to turn back around. Husband, stand up. I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm so glad this is being recorded. Yes, because I already know this. <laughs> but play this back for you. here's the thing, though. Uh, you be thankful for all of the husbands and wives out there. 
uh, you guys might be at sorts because you guys are trying to figure out like whose family are we going to visit. And, uh, you know, maybe you don't get along with your mother-in-law, my man, or maybe she doesn't get along with your mom and you're trying to balance those. Like be thankful that you have, you know, a wife because there are so many people who are looking for the one and you just so happen to be uh, blessed to have one. So thank God for that. And thank, be thankful that you have a husband, you know, someone who has a mother that cares greatly for him and uh, all of those things, because uh, the more support that you have, the better. So stop all of the complaining. Stop all of the whining. Stop. We have about four minutes. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to give you something power packed. Prepare yourself. Brace yourself. Oh, this is going to be powerful. Because when you are complaining, you are in a deficit model. You're not looking at, or as I had a guest on here, uh, Harlan J. Bivens, he talks about uh, a poverty mindset. And he talks about there are, he's saying poverty is a conversation just like wealth is a conversation. And complaining is a conversation that will tend and lead to poverty. Because the easiest way to lose a good person is to continue to complain about a good person. The easiest way to appreciate and grow your relationship is to have gratitude for what it is that they deliver. The worst thing that you can do is complain about what somebody's bringing to the table. You can have a conversation about it, but at least appreciate what it is that they bring. And uh, as we close out, I want to close out with this. And it comes from my pastor's book. Uh, It's called my pastor's book is called 60 Seconds Inspirational Minutes by Carol Dixon. And it's called The Choice is Yours. Choosing to side with God's word is a continual challenge. It's a process of choosing to believe and act upon the word of God over and over in every circumstance. That's what everyone has to do. Years ago, I decided I was going to choose Jesus. Since then, I've had to choose him again and again in situations every day. I've chosen him as my Lord and Savior. I've chosen him as my healer. I've chosen him as my financier. I've chosen him as the head of my ministry. And I still have to choose him moment by moment. Sometimes the choice gets tough, but God promised it will never get too tough. He said he will not allow you to be subjected to a temptation you're unable to overcome. With every temptation, he'll make a way of escape. He'll always make sure you have a choice. So choose to walk in love, to walk by faith, and to live by the word. Choose him. Joshua 24 and 15. And she says, I am Carol Dixon. And so make sure that you choose Christ over this Thanksgiving. Make sure that you give thanks to him as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Pull your family together. Pray. Take communion if you want to. Get you some crackers. And some some grape juice. Or if you don't have crap, crackers and grape juice, get yourself that Hawaiian roll and some fago. You know, whatever it is, uh, and not being sacrilegious to the sacrament of the body and the blood. But it's all symbolic. And so whatever you have, make sure you use it to glorify and lift up the name of Jesus. Because me sitting here with my family is nothing but the grace of God. Me sitting here and my son and my daughter and my wife in good health is nothing but the grace of God. And again, at the drawing board, like we say, your future is not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. This this week on Thanksgiving week, make sure you be introspective and look at what God has done 
And this is saying goodbye from the Ebron family. Peace out. Bye. I'll be back. Go ahead, Dre. Say it. See ya. You want to talk mm-hmm. about, you said Ebron and Associates. Ebron Associates, we global. We global. <laughs> we global. So listen, love y'all and uh, have an awesome Thanksgiving. God bless. <laughs>